Boom. All right. Cool. It's going. Let's have a good story for banter. Oh, good. So I had a really weird dream the other night. Yeah. And I'll, you can go get a kick out of this. <laughs> so my boss was, uh, it wasn't Moff Gideon, but it was the actor who plays Moff Gideon, Giancarlo oh. Esposito. Yeah. But he had the same attitude as Moff Gideon. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was in this office, which my office was like my old high school. It was, it was Oakton. It was our old high school. Oh, wow. But and my office was like a classroom, but it was basically an office. So I had my desk set up, and I had this huge desk in the corner and like three monitors. My monitors were all wonky and wobbly, and so I was like standing up, standing up, and I had this weird tool to try to fix them, and they were still all wobbly. I couldn't, and I was freaking frustrated. And then Giancarlo Esposito walks in, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh God! I'm like, uh, I'm "Fixing my monitors are all messed up." And he's like, "Stop! That. We have people to do that. Get back to work." <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> he's walking out and i've got like artwork on my wall and and i happen to have a misfits poster on my wall for some reason yeah so like as he's walking out he turns and he goes i see you like the misfits <laughs> i'm like yeah I, I guess yeah they're good <laughs> oh my god and he tosses me like this weird jacket that's like three sizes too small for me but it's a misfits leather jacket he's like yeah i don't need this anymore you can have this <laughs> oh, wow yeah really weird That's super weird yes moff gideon <laughs> yeah berating me for my because trying to fix my monitors well he would <laughs> yeah you know i mean he would <laughs> oh man are you, are you following the goofy uh pablo hidalgo versus uh, uh star wars theory thing no i don't know what this is oh god it's so it's so stupid so I'll try to do the short version. Basically, Star Wars Theory is one of those YouTube channels mm-hmm. that um, he has some good stuff, but he's, he also hated Last Jedi. Oh, okay. And he did that whole thing where, like, all the things people say about Last Jedi that are not entirely accurate, like, oh, Luke goes in there and he's intent on murdering his nephew. Oh, right. That uh-huh. that stuff, you know, like, this didn't get it. That's yeah, 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 he's one of those guys. So he was—he's been sort of relentlessly bashing the sequel trilogy, but he loves Mandalorian, so he's been very happy with Mandalorian stuff. Which I'm like, all right, that's cool. I don't really follow the guy, but I've seen a couple of his videos. People send me right. stuff like, "Oh, here's this guy." So apparently, he did a video where he watched. Supposedly, he was watching the final episode of season two of Mandalorian, and he's like doing a reaction video, and he claims this is his first time watching it, and then. Luke's X-Wing lands. Sorry, spoilers. Luke's X-Wing lands. Yeah. And uh, he, Luke comes out, of course, and he starts crying. This mm-hmm. guy, this Star Wars mm-hmm. Theory guy is like so happy about it. It's like, oh, I didn't want it. I haven't seen the video, but apparently he's crying. And he's like, oh, those were the six-year-old in me who I wanted for so long. Thank you, Lucasfilm. Thank you, Disney. And he's all happy. Right. So apparently there was a Twitter thread where somebody saw that and made fun of it. Hmm. And then Pablo Hidalgo, who is on the Lucasfilm Story Group, and if, if you ever see the books of like The Art of Star Wars or like these different factual oh, yeah, yeah. books, it's always Pablo Hidalgo who writes them. He's like okay. the encyclopedia of Lucasfilm. I think I archive. have the episode three book like right behind me. Yeah, so he probably wrote that. So he's he's a kind of a you know he's he's been with Lucasfilm for a long time. He wrote, I guess, 
to the person who's making fun of this video, he wrote, emotions are not for sharing. And Pablo Hidalgo's Twitter has been locked down for years. Ever since Last Jedi came out, he just got relentlessly bashed. He was like, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm doing an unfollow chain. Yeah. You're all banned from my Twitter. I'm gone. See ya. Right. So you can't even see. But I guess, I guess this Star Wars theory guy just heard that Pablo Hidalgo had commented about his video. And he's okay. like, what did he say? What did he say? So he knew somebody who could get in there and see the tweet. And he's, it says, emotions are not for sharing. So Star Wars theory guy is like, oh, so he's making fun of me. Mm. And it's like, so now it's like this, it became a whole thing of like, oh, well, Pablo Hidalgo, Hidalgo is jealous of Mandalorian because it's what? so much better. Yeah, it's so much better than the sequel trilogy. And he worked on the sequel trilogy. And now he is jealous because it's so much better than And like, none of that is true. <laughs> yeah, really. Pablo Hidalgo is probably working on a book right now about the Mandalorian. Probably, yeah. Because he works for Lucasfilm. Yeah. And it just became this whole mess of like the sequel trilogy people versus the Mandalorian people, which is not even appropriate. Like that's not – you can like both. I know. It's, that's the most frustrating thing. It's Yeah. It, it's that whole <laughs> thing of like, well, now they're retconning the sequel trilogy and here's proof and he's just mad and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like become this thing – that doesn't really – it's not really a thing. And this That's stupid ridiculous. idiot Star Wars theory guy is just milking it. He's just like, oh, yeah, look at Lucasfilm making fun of me. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's he, praising them like <laughs> – Yeah. And he made, his, he made his own Star Wars movie also. Like his, It's like a little Darth Vader thing. Like a fan art, or yeah. Fan like fiction. like a yeah. It's pretty like for for home you know home done. It's pretty good. It's yeah. it's uh, it's it's pretty good. But it was also like incredibly cheesy. There's a part where these these all these stormtroopers are lined up, and I guess the emperor is like, oh, you know, kill Vader. I forget exactly what happens, but they basically they all shoot at him. And you know how Kylo Ren stopped a laser bolt in Force yeah, Awakens? Yeah. Vader stops like a hundred lasers. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, like all these oh lasers. God. And I was like, um, that's <laughs> kind of stupid. Yeah, for someone who hates the sequel trilogy, you're pulling, ripping it off quite a bit. Yeah, there, I know. Buddy. I'm like, oh my God. So, and then, <laughs> then he got mad because I think there was a claim. Of, he used actual Star Wars music. Hmm. And then the company, that's like Warner Brothers or something like that, that owns that music. They got mad and said, you can't use our music in your fan film. And the same guy's like, oh, Lucasfilm banned me. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> Come they on, hate man. me. He, he, so he's just, he keeps doing this where he like, he stirs shit up and then yeah. people get all, he gets hits out of this. He gets attention. Right. Yeah, of course. And it's super frustrating. And like, if you go and like, there's some articles about it on Facebook and you go in the comments and it's like, holy shit, people are so stupid. Wow. So so stupid. Yeah, that's anyway. what I don't, that's what I don't get about the whole like people bashing Star Wars. Like half the time, they're not even accurate with their information. They're not. Like they're they're making shit up. The whole retcon of the sequel trilogy. Oh my god, that's never ever ever gonna happen. And they're yeah. not, never gonna make a remake of the sequel. They're not. No. That's not happening. That's, that's not gonna happen. That's what it is. Live with it. Deal with it. Why would like, they do that? They, they've invested billions of dollars into that. This exactly. galaxy's galaxy's edge is yeah, exactly. built around. <laughs> That storyline. Yeah, those characters are now part of Star Wars forever. Yes. So there's books, comics, video games, all this stuff is uh, now. That's not going to happen. Sorry. And it ties into the other trilogies. Yeah. Like, like you couldn't like. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I, I too much into it, but I know. I mean, I guess you could be like, well, it's still the first order. It's still Ray. It's still Poe. It's still Finn. But it's a different story. Well, if they want another tr- trilogy with Han Solo in it, that's not happening. No, like Harrison Ford is what eighty at this point. I think he's. I think he's seventy-eight. Right. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's back as Han Solo again. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's you know? gone. Right. That's like, so just. What do you want? No, no, it's done. Yeah, forget it's it. done. So. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> that would, this is the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't wait for this. You're gonna love it. When did you first fall in love with metal? I went to this record store and I was going to get the new Journey album. And there was like an older kid there and he's like, don't get that, man, get this. And he gave me the Ozzy Osbourne Blizzard of Oz. Where else can these kids go where they come somewhere and they all feel a sense of, you know, this is our thing, you know? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. They came out of nowhere under the ground. Yeah. The passion and the darkness. The evil of the music. <laughs> you know what marriage is like? Marriage is like, you ever go to a concert and you see a mosh pit, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go get in that mosh pit. But then once you get in it, you're like, I do not want to be in this mosh pit. Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Alrighty. Welcome back to Someone Time Podcast. This is an interesting episode. Um, yeah it's just me and tim that's it <laughs> so i'm eric and tim's here hi <laughs> the only people who listen to new music on the podcast are that's right <laughs> me and eric <laughs> pretty much look we invited joe we invited keith and they're both like you're doing what you're doing a best of 2020 episode i don't even think i've listened to any new music in 2020 so. i mean i understand like yeah I we do it. a lot of we do a lot of research on this podcast listening to old stuff so it's it's hard to squeeze in the new stuff it uh, is. It is, yeah, for sure. And Chris had a point on Chris DeChiara, who was on the last episode. He mentioned that new music, this probably isn't going to be the podcast, but he mentioned that new music usually happens while you're commuting to work or you're driving yeah. around and you're out and about. Well, we haven't done much of that this year. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, last time I drove to work on a regular basis was, was in March. Yeah, me too. Which feels like about ten years ago, exactly. Yeah. And so, I've, yeah, it was know. hard to find time to listen to a lot of these albums. But yeah, yeah. And, well, but I mean, good or bad, it's it's there weren't a lot of new albums this year anyway. I mean, no, there were a lot of. We were anticipating a lot of new albums. We were expecting a new Megadeth album that didn't happen yeah, this year. Didn't happen. Um, and obviously, because of COVID, that I'm sure that's why. Um, yeah, I'm sure. So. You know, and I think Gojira was supposed to put out a new album, and there's there's delayed too, and um, yeah. You know, so we've got 2021 could be, I mean, barring you know uh, more setbacks or you know how soon the vaccine is is going to arrive, but hopefully we'll get some new music. I did see something about like Charlie Benante posted something today about um, get ready for new new Anthrax in 2021. So it sounds like yeah. they're about ready to go in the studio. Yeah. Um, hopefully Mastodon. Yep. Yep. So. Man, if we got Mastodon, Gojira, and Ghost in 2021, <laughs> Good. that's like that's like the big three. Yeah, right now of, of sure. modern metal. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, this is our best of 2020 episode. Um, real quick before we get started, somewhere in time podcast.com. That's where you go find all of our stuff, all of our episodes streaming there. Links to our social media. Um, you can provide feedback. You can, you know, 
listen to old episodes, all that good stuff. So yeah, check it out. It's all there. Yeah. You can even set yourself up to follow that page if you want, and uh, you'll get yeah. emailed when there's new posts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's a WordPress page. It's basically a blog. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, 2020. Yeah. Uh, there were some really good albums this year. Yeah. Um, you know, despite there being uh, not, not a great volume of, of new music, there were the ones that did come out were, were pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I think our collective number one was Deftones, right? Yes, that was the so best we album. Could, we could start there if you want. Sure. So yeah, this was uh, Ohms was the name of the album. Ohms. And I think that stands for something, right? O H M S. I'm pretty sure I saw something on social media about it standing for old songs. I think like the O O H M S stands for something. Really? I think it does. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it is. I'll have to go back and look that up. But but yeah, damn good album. Um, yeah, I was I was hoping for a really good Deftones album. Not that their last album wasn't good, but I wasn't as into Gore as I was their other stuff. Yeah, um, I agree. I think this is their best album since um, Diamond Eyes. Diamond Eyes, yeah, yeah. That was 2010, so that 10 album. years. Holy but, shit! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It'd be hard to top that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the, I think the highlights for me on this album are track three. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, good, I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm going to pull it up right now. And Urentia? Urentia. That's the one I wrote down, too. And I was like, I first wrote that down. Uh, yeah. I was like, this is the one. Urantia? Urantia. Yeah, Urantia. Urantia. Like Urantia. <laughs> anyway, we'll play a little I, bit of that. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah. The guitar tone on this album is just yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And the drum sound, too. Very good. Production's great on this album. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't. Who is? Oh, this is a Terry Date album. That's it's, yeah, it's got to be Terry Date. Yeah, yeah it's Terry that, Date. That drum sound alone gives it away. I mean, it's that yeah. Terry Date kind of mm-hmm. bass drum snare sound. It's just unmistakable. Yeah, and I guess mm-hmm. the guitar tone as well. Eh? That guy's really good at pulling mm-hmm. just amazing guitar tones out of bands. So definitely, I don't know how he does that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I we brought this up on another podcast, but like, is it? Is it equipment like amps and guitars and pickups, or is it some kind of mic setup he uses? I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't I, know. You know, I think I'm sure the guitar player goes in with an, an idea of what they want their sound to be like. Yeah. Um, which you know is a combination of pedals, guitars, amps, and then he probably just fiddles with it until it's collectively between the two of them sounds sounds great. Um, but it's yeah, just he, how do you know that it's him? It's weird. Well, and and it, and I don't know if he does the mixing too, but the mixing mm-hmm. between that and the bass and the drums, it's just it's a perfect sound. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. 
I mean, he's been doing it for 30 years. I'm like, that's a Terry Date album. You can tell it's Terry Date. That's Terry Date. I mean, all the Pantera stuff you knew. Right. It's, it's just crazy. So. Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, he does he have, track record-wise, the best as far as production goes? Probably probably does, yeah. I would think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like, maybe Alex Perialis would be up there, but I don't know. If, like, I don't know. He kind of, you know. He's, he hit, he's hit or miss. Yeah, that's true. He's had some clunkers. Yeah, that's true. Terry Date, you just know it's like, huh? Yeah. That's Terry Date. Um, the other highlight on this album was the last song, Ohms. Yep. I think yeah. it's really, really good. I agree. That, uh, just that opening riff is awesome. Yeah. And the way the drums come in here. Yeah. Using an octave pedal too. Octave oh, really? always make songs better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are yeah. these? I wonder if these are. You said the title is a, like an acronym. So yeah, I have to find out. are they old? The thing is, this album sounds like a combination of like stuff from 1995 mm-hmm. and like stuff they wrote last week. Right. You know, it's right. interesting because there's a lot of that old school Deftones sound. That really aggressive, you know, there's some screaming and mm-hmm. it sounds old school, but it also sounds new. So it's it's interesting if there is something going on here where it's, you know, a combo of old and new. Yeah. It does sound that way. So I just found something here. Apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> oh. He says, let's see, this is a, a quote from Chino, the singer. Yeah. Um, so he says it's a balance of it's a balance and polarity of things. This is a Kerrang interview. I've always described our band as having the yin and yang as people, the music we make and the lyrics that I write. There's always this juxtaposition, and that's the beauty of what we've created. So, huh? I think as it was, you know, they did this whole lead up to the release of this album, where it was like a billboard and like little hints here and there about the the album title. Um, and I think I saw on like a message board or something that people were theorizing what Ohms meant. So okay, I got gotcha. you. Like, that's yeah, probably what it was. Probably, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh well, it so. does still. It sounds, it sounds like a combination of old and new, which is which is good. Yeah, I like it. So, did you have a second favorite album of the year? I did, but I'll let you. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> because. I mean, well, if keep in mind, just for people's sake, I'm talking about all music here. I okay. know we're a metal podcast, but I there's a lot of albums that came out this year that were not metal that I still really enjoyed. So, well, that's my hang-up is that uh, my second favorite is probably the, Air- the Airborne Toxic Event, mm. and they're straight up alternative rock. They're not metal in the, in any sense whatsoever. They are yeah. they are a rock band, period. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're a band that I thought had kind of fallen off a little bit since probably 2013-ish. That album was mm-hmm. pretty good. The one after that was 2015. It was sort of electronic sounding. And I was like, this, is, eh. this one's, a, I guess you'd call it return to form. Mm-hmm. It's a band I've sort of championed for 10 years now. I've been sort of flying their flag. 
yeah. to, and to anybody who would listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, they're your built to spill for me. I guess so. Yeah, they're, it's <laughs> it's it's great lyrics, uh, great songwriting. Um, this one is based on uh, a, a autobiography that came okay. out called Hollywood Park. The singer was you'd have to delve into this a bit, but the singer growing up was he grew up in a cult. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh eventually he sort of him and his brother sort of escaped the cult and this whole album's about that journey of getting away from the cult and uh his father who I think passed away and it's this band does really well when people pass away, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, other, yeah, it helps you write it, lyrics, I imagine. Yeah, because All at Once is their other really good album, and that was done when his grand- grandmother passed away. Mm. So I think his dad died, and art ensued. So, gotcha. Um, you want to pull it up? Do you wanna... Yeah, I've got it up. All right. So there's if a you, highlight for you. Yeah, if you play about three minutes, 15 seconds in on The Common Touch, which is towards the end of the, end of the album. Mm-hmm. You said Play that, minutes? yeah. Three minutes, fifteen seconds. It, it's there's a whole thing with uh, there's a build up and then there's a guitar solo and it's like, it sort of is them embodied in about forty five seconds. Mm. The okay. the stuff they do really well is 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 there. So yeah, the whole album's good. It's um, um, like I said, it's it's kind of a whole story, and mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Add it to my 2020 folder and Spotify right now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it also, if you play um, all these engagements at 2:45, I took note of that one as well. I don't want to spend too much time on this album, but sure. I like the screaming and the yeah, just the way it's building up. Kind of a David Bowie in the background, mm-hmm. ish. Yeah. 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 That's good. That kind of gets you that gives you the idea. I mean, that's not for everybody. I understand that. Sure. But uh, it's our best of whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's, right. that's fine too. There. That's right. They're an emotional band, I guess you'd say. Mm. Actually, there's, yeah. an, there's a, I found this app that uh, will log into your Spotify and kind of troll you a little bit. Yeah. It'll make fun of you. And uh, 
it's uh, <laughs> no matter what, it just basically makes fun of your Spotify. And it said uh, to me, it said, "You're playing a lot of Airborne Toxic Event. Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm not okay. Seek help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And what would your number two be? Well, my number two is stuntable pilots. Actually, okay, that was but good. I, I mean, we can cover that now. I was going to go to something more metal, but yeah, go ahead. I, I took it down about ten notches in terms of heaviness. Yeah, let's, so <laughs> well, we'll come back to stuntable pilots. Let's talk about Sepultura. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. We'll, we'll do some major major thrash. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Sepultura with the album that came out in like what February, which was about twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, this one snuck up on me for sure. I know you told me about it. You were like, you need to check out the new Sepultura because it's mm-hmm. actually really good. Yeah. I mean, I've gave up on this band pretty much after Max Cavalera and Igor Cavalera left the band. Yeah. So this is this is uh, Sepultura Mark II. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. This would probably be in my top five mm-hmm. overall. Um, I can't believe it. I'm I shocked. Know. I can't I believe know. it's this good. Yeah. I sh- it's mean to say that, but like, they, well, they, you know, sorry, Sepultura, but you really, you fell off. Yeah. Yeah, they they dug deep into their songwriting on this songwriting on this one because yeah. there are some songs that are just flat out just like, wow, where, yeah, I <laughs> where know. did this come from? Yes, um, and I don't know if it's the fact that there's a really good drummer in the band now that they can do literally whatever they want drum yeah. wise and and rhythm section wise. It's just kind of like, well, whatever you want, he'll do it. Just tell him he'll do so it. So the only two remaining guys are it's um, Andreas Kisser and Paolo, right? Yeah, that's it. Those are the only two, right? Okay. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the names of the other people in the band. Well, Dennis Green is a singer. Okay. And he's been in the band since 98, so he's been there for a long the time. The old NFL coach? Yeah, Dennis Green. <laughs> Let me make sure I'm right about that, but I'm pretty sure his name is Dennis Green. <laughs> I better... <laughs> Wait, they are who Exactly. I was trying to remember the quote. <laughs> Maybe I'm we wrong about... Thought, we thought they were. Hang on a sec. Maybe I'm wrong. Dennis Green, <laughs> Sepultura? Everything's going to come back. Arizona Cardinals coach. I know. Minnesota. Oh, Vikings. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's Derek Green. Derek Green. Okay. He is not who I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are. He's not who you thought he was. That's right. Derek Green. Not Dennis gotcha. Green. Well, it shows you how much we listen to this band these days. But um, Yeah, exactly. The drummer, um, I have to look him up because his name is weird. It's probably Brazilian. I think he's not Brazilian. Oh. Is Derek Green American? I don't even know. Yeah, I think he's from Chicago. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Drummer. Well, there's some, while well, you look that up, but there's some major highlights for me on this album. Oh, there's I'm a sure bunch of you, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, Guardians Guardians of Earth. Yes. Is the first one that I pulled. Um, we'll play a little bit of that. so awesome yeah the build up mm-hmm. to this oh
so good. And then, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, it's almost like they said, you know, we can incorporate a lot of different elements into this and not have to be strictly thrash. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff happening in these songs. I feel like they listened to Devin Townsend projects or something. Something happened because yeah. I don't I, know where there are a lot of moments on this album where I'm like, that sounds like Devin Townsend project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but just the acoustic guitar in that part, and you know, the lead up and the and the, the choir in the background. Yeah, and like that's all just these awesome. Different, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Roots, where they just pulled all sorts mm-hmm. of different elements from different uh, types of music. Yeah, which I love. I wish they would do that more often. I know they're they're embracing their worldly mm-hmm. <laughs> influences. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, uh, I don't yeah, know I, where this came from. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny because I, as you said earlier, we listened to a lot of uh, the 1990, 1980, 1970 music mm-hmm. the past and last year. Um, so I kind of lo- forgot about this album. And yeah. then as we were preparing for this episode, I went back and listened to it a bunch. And I was like, man, yeah. I forgot how good this album is. I know. It's crazy. It's like it's shot up to my top five for sure. Yeah. I never would have. I mean, I I always give these guys a shot. Every time they put something out, I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And I would go, eh, it's pretty good. You know, yeah. It's fine. It's good thrash, you know, whatever. Right. This one was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys do? How did you do this? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the impetus was behind this. I don't know if it was they just decided to dig deeper into different influences and said, fuck it. We're just going to do whatever we want. We don't, I mean, we don't have to be. Who knows? Yeah. I know that I know that Andreas back in the day when they when they had him join the band, they were looking for a traditional uh metal guy. Like they wanted a guy who could do traditional guitar solos, you know, like eighties style guitar solos, not necessarily right. Slayer type solos, but actual composed solos, and that was kinda how he got the gig. So it seems like he's embraced that. Well he's his guitar solos and I mean just what I just played was like that's fucking really good. Yeah. He's. I mean, that's a guy you don't even hear that hear about that often. No, you don't, you don't hear him mentioned among the better guitar players. But I, yeah, he's, he always, he's he's the only guitar player they have. Right. I was gonna and, say like yeah. he's not. He's got to be the one doing the solos. He's the only guitar player in the band. Yeah. So he wrote unless, all the riffs. Unless you know, maybe the bass player wrote some riffs. But I mean, he wrote. I'm sure he wrote most of these riffs. He wrote all the solos. Right. He's probably the primary. Although Dennis Green, <laughs> Derek Green, I think he has some. Uh, I was going to say maybe abilities. Derek Green has some input there too. I think he does because I know he was in a different band, and I think he was one of the better, one of the bigger songwriters in that band. So, okay. yeah. um, so he may have some say at least in like the arrangement. And yeah, stuff and like that. Maybe he they may play guitar him, too. Who knows? He might. He might. I don't know. And maybe they gave him like more opportunity to write stuff. I don't know. Yeah. The drummer, by the way, is Eloy Casagrande. Oh wow. Casa Grande, hmm. and he is Brazilian. Oh, there you go. He was born in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> he was born the year when Arise came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but if you, if if you're a drummer and you want to be humbled, go watch some of his videos. Uh, the drum, like you, some, yeah. I think you've sent me some stuff in the past. You'll just drop your drums and say I quit. <laughs> uh, just well. fuck it, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be inspired and go on to, I want to do that too I don't know either yeah. way but yeah he think, is he he attacks the drums yeah I mean my god <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys have proper form and you know they play this guy is like he's like Igor was he's mm-hmm. like 
just a monster and he just beats that ever living shit out of the drums. She's <laughs> <laughs> just awesome to watch. So. Yeah. Well, I think so, uh, agony of defeat was the other song. Yes. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Uh, I put one twenty two onward. My only comment was good Lord. <laughs> I put two forty to three twenty and put, holy shit. <laughs> it's probably the same. <laughs> it might be the same, just a different course or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. God. Is that the same, or did you have? Was there something? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. That's basically the same thing. It's that whole like, what? Yeah. (laughs) How do they? I just, I still, I'm just, my jaws on the floor. I don't know how they. I know. Got this inspired to do this. I know it's crazy, but good for them. Yep. Welcome back, Sepultura. Even if it's not, even if it's not more than just this album. (laughs) Yeah. Take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Keep, I mean, the last album was actually not bad either, but it wasn't this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this album is like, yeah, wow. Holy shit. Oh, and there's an instrumental on this album too. There is. And it's shockingly also great. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, my note was like, you don't hear that very often these days. No, you uh, don't. Maybe Ghost, you know, Ghost will, yeah. will put some instrumental, but they're more like, you know, kind of churchy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> sure. a straight up instrumental. <laughs> yes, I also noticed that I thought the album kind of got better as it went along, which was interesting. Yeah, I thought it built up to. It's almost mm-hmm. reversed. Like you would think they'd start off stronger, but they end up ending stronger. In my opinion. But yeah, I think the song "Autumn." Yeah, that was the one I didn't really like that much. Okay, it was the only one that I was like, eh. Yeah, because it's more. It's just your typical typical modern metal yeah like a lot of screaming and the chorus was good but the rest was kind of like yeah i've heard this before yeah so um but the rest like raging void i thought was great capital mm-hmm. enslavement both really good songs yeah um so yeah check that one out if you absolutely if you gave up on these guys and yeah. i understand if you did because a lot of people did give this a shot and you'll yeah. probably be pretty happy yeah. yeah, so um, maybe we should move on to a band that kind of has ties to Sepultura a little bit with uh, Killer Be Killed. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Since that's a Max Cavalera project. Mm-hmm. Although I think he came in after. I think it was Greg Pucciato. Is that how you say I think it's Pucciato, yeah. Yeah. And Troy Sanders from Troy Sanders from Mastodon, Greg Pucciano from, Pucciato from Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, they pulled in Max Cavalera, I believe, and formed this band like 10 years ago or whatever it was, eight years ago. Yeah, it was anyway. a while ago. And which but you wouldn't think that would work. <laughs> no, not really. It's three vocalists, in case you haven't figured this out yet. It's three vocalists Yes, in the, in one band, and they yeah. sort of take turns. Yeah. And yeah. you'd probably be like, 
Max with the guy from Diligent Escape Plan and the guy from Mastodon all mashed <laughs> up together? That doesn't sound like it'd be very good. But it works. It works. It works really well, especially this album. I like this album better than the last one, actually. Me too. Yeah, this was less... It's kind of like Sepultura. It's less of... Less samey. It's more yeah. diverse, and there's more sort of traditional metal combined with some thrash stuff and some other yeah. cool, different things happening on this. So Yeah. Well, I think Troy Sanders is, has been getting better and better as a songwriter, as evidence yeah. to all the Mastodon albums. Yes. Um and I think, you know, combine that with Greg and Max. And and they got a new drummer on this album, too. He's, it's a different drummer than the first album. I don't okay. know that. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so this it's Ben Kohler is the drummer for this album. He was He's in Mutoid Man. He okay, that's, really that's a good band, yeah. Um, he replaced David Elich, who was the okay. drummer from the Mars Volta. Okay, well, both But, yeah, bands. the drums on this album, I mean, I, you know... I think there was a song I was going to play that had a good example. Yeah, um, this might be my favorite song, Dream Gone Bad, which is the second song on the album. Okay. Um, I love how the drums work with the riff, or the uh, the main riff. A little bit of that. Oh, good. It's really cool. Good example of the two vocals. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great song. Mm-hmm. And Max comes in there at some point. Which, he does, yeah. And he does Max stuff. <laughs> and it yeah. still works. Because <laughs> it, it it's kind of a shift in the song. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. My reflection in front of me, staring into my heart and soul. I am my worst enemy. Life is killing me. actually probably the best example of all three vocalists yeah because you got vocal harmonies you got max doing his thing uh-huh yeah it's really good yeah yeah on paper that shouldn't work <laughs> i know <laughs> you write that down you're like here's the three guys we got you'd be like huh? what no <laughs> that would never work <laughs> what's interesting works. is you don't the the two of the three vocalists are also the musicians mm-hmm. so max is on guitar yeah Greg plays guitar too, actually, and then Troy's on bass. Yeah. So I think all three. Th- well, I know all three of those guys are are, are songwriters because Greg yeah. Pusciato has an album out, which we'll probably discuss today. Yes, I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, but we we'll can talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah, I've I listened, to, listened few, to it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it a few times. 
And there's at least one song I can point to to, to show you. Because yeah. it's kind of all over the place in that album. Mm. But So yeah, you got three songwriters, three vocalists in Killer Be Killed. And yeah, that, that song also is a good example of how you had vocal harmonies and you have some heavier stuff kind of mixed in there. And it's yep. it's a good mix. It's a good combo of different styles and it all works. Yeah. I do need to listen to this album more because I do feel like after the first three songs, it got a little bit uh, repetitive. Samey. Yeah. Yeah. A little repetitive. Yeah. Um, I do like the last song a lot, The Reluctant Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good song. So I need to give it, um, I need to give it a few more listens because I don't think I've given it a fair shot. Well, I, was it I, just was it just me or did a lot of this stuff come out like later in the year? Yeah, it did. Yeah, like <laughs> there was nothing for months, and all of a sudden they're like, "Here's all the stuff," and they're just like, yeah. just dumping it on." And you're like, "Whoa, well, hang I, on, I gotta, yeah, <laughs> I gotta catch up." I think that has to do with COVID. Like, I'm sure people yeah. weren't sure how to do anything, and then you know, realize, and we didn't know anything, anything about the virus. So once yeah. we learned it's airborne and you can wear masks, and you know, there are ways to work through this. Then yeah. People, and also, you know, songwriting and recording these days can be done remotely. Yeah. Like, people can send tracks to other people and they can add stuff to it. Yeah, definitely. Who knows? Maybe this whole album was written that way. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I don't, they, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. Because yeah. who knows? I'm sure all those people don't live in the same area either. No. You know? I would doubt it, yeah. So, um, other highlights from this one that you think of? Anything? I think you get the gist, though. Listeners yeah. out there, you get the gist. This is another great album. Yeah. From 2020. It's what we just said. It's a kind of a something yeah. you wouldn't think works that does work very well. And this is their second album. Yes. It's probably, I wouldn't, it'd be, it's in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Although I think there's only 10 albums that I could Yeah, there weren't, there weren't very many. <laughs> so. But it may be my top seven. I don't know. I, have to, I don't really think about that. I haven't really put a list together of my No, top. I haven't either. Um, but this will be up there for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so we can move on. Um, Testament? Yeah, we can talk about that. All right. Testament. The album is Titans of Creation. Yes. And this is the, what is this, the second album with Gene Hoagland on drums? Um, I think it's the third, actually. Third? I, think, okay. I think he he was on um, Dark Roots of Earth. Okay. And then right. um, the last album was fine, but I wasn't that into it. Mm-hmm. Which was what was the last album called? That was uh, oh, uh, God, what was it? Something about oh, Brotherhood Snakes. of Brotherhood of the Snake. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that was, was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I wasn't that into it either. This one's better. This one's a lot better, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I is think, another one of those, though. Admittedly, that I have to listen to more again because it kind of fell off my radar. Yeah, it's also a little bit too long. I think there's too many songs. Yeah, um, I, I do like it quite a bit, but there's definitely. It's almost an hour long, which for a Testament album, that's a, that's a long album. Yeah. yeah. But there's some really good stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, the first four songs are all really good. Yeah. Well, Night of the Witch was the quote-unquote single, right? Yeah. 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 So you can play a little bit of that if people haven't heard that. Sure. Sacred right, destroys the light from your 
That's I mean that's the gist of that song. God, good. The, the drums the are drums. ridiculous. <laughs> I mean this their whole rhythm section is absurd. Yeah. So you have Steve DiGiorgio and Gene Hoagland. Yeah. God, kidding me? That's not even yeah. fair. It's probably yeah. one of the best rhythm sections in metal right now. Well, and Eric Peterson's really stepped up his game guitar wise too. Like mm-hmm. I I'm sure there's some solos on this album that are him. Probably. You can kind of tell actually when you're listening to the solos. The ones that aren't like sweep arpeggios and crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's usually Eric Peterson. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're good. They're yeah, more they're melodic. Good. They're, mm-hmm. They kind of fit the song really well. Uh, of course, Alex Goldman is awesome. And his he's, good ridiculous. lord, the solos on this album. <laughs> when he's playing the solos on this album, it's just, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. The talent level in this band is just absurd. Yeah, I know. So uh, Dream, Dream Deceiver... Mm-hmm. If you play the chorus of that, I'll, sh- I'll show you something I discovered. Alright, so now... Yeah. There's a Scorpion song. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Make sure I get the name right. Which one? It's either he's a man, she's a woman, or she's a woman, he's a man. (laughs) There it is. I found it. Okay. Play the the chorus. Yeah, I found it too. Play the chorus of that. I don't know exactly where it is, but when you hear the chorus, you'll go, oh, my God. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Oopsies. <laughs> How did you find that out? I read an album review. Uh, and somebody mentioned they didn't even, they didn't say they were nice about it. They're like, oh, it's a nice nod to the scorpions. And I was like, well, let's see what that is. And I was like, oh, that's not a nod. <laughs> that's, a, that's a complete ripoff. That's a ripoff. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the highlights for me on this album, City of Angels and mm-hmm. Code of Hammurabi. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Those two were my favorites. Yeah. Um, I like Dream Deceiver a lot, actually. I like Night of the Witch. City of Angels, this little bass solo thing on there, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I think it starts... Yeah. Bass in that beginning is awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the I don't remember. I think there's a breakdown that's got like this really cool wah thing. Yeah, going it's on. right at three thirty. If you go to three thirty in that song, you'll you'll hear it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, that's a that song's almost seven minutes long. So there are some moments where it's like, yeah, you could cut 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. But it's a cool song. But yeah, there's some stuff that goes on too long. There's also, mm-hmm. um, if you go to the song Symptoms, mm-hmm. uh, if you go to 245, there's just a really cool double, double bass thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Harmonized guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drums are ridiculous. I know. <laughs> it's absurd. Is that a splash he was using? I heard. Yeah. yeah. Like you hear these little things where he's like doing these like double bass, and then he'll have to like. I know. Hit the splash a bunch of times. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> really, like, like what? He loves doing that though. I hear yeah, that he does. Place. So, we'll play a little bit of this code of. Hammurabi song. Again, I like the bass. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. There it is again. Yeah. I can't play too much of this, but uh, yeah. So I wonder if Keith's heard this album. I don't know. Good question. He's a big Testament fan. He he liked the last album, so he should like yeah, this one. He should. It's a good question. I wonder if he has. Yeah. This is this is better than the last one for sure. And yeah, he should, he should like it. Yeah. Yes, check that one out if you have not heard it. It's very yeah, good. It's good old school thrash. That's that's what you'd expect from Testament. It's <laughs> it's a yep. proper old school. Bay Area Thrash album. Yep. And if you like that, you'll probably like that album. Yes, kinda, yeah. I, the reviews on it were funny because there was like people either were kind of bored by it because they were like, this is just derivative of their old stuff. Huh. And I, I'm bored. Or they were like, this sounds like their old stuff, so it's great. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the the maiden thing that Chris was talking about. Yeah. There's, I guess there's a cutoff point where it's no longer interesting anymore if it sounds similar. Right. So whatever. I don't know. I think if the songs and songwriting is good, I'm probably gonna like it. Yeah. If it sounds like old stuff and the songwriting is good, I'll probably like it. So. Yeah, I mean, I. I will be the first to admit I don't listen to Testament a lot these days. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good album, but I'm not. I'm probably not gonna go listen to it, you know, on a weekly basis or anything. No. I'll pull it out every now and then if I want to hear Testament, but I'm not. You know. It's you know what it is. It's a good album that if you're making. You know, like a best of twenty twenty. Yes, it's a good album to pull a few songs off of. And yeah, then, exactly. And then go back to that next year and go, oh, yeah, these songs are really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the the Airborne Toxic Event album, I'll probably go back to a lot just because it's only like their fourth album, so it's still kind of new to me. And yeah, I mean that's kind of how I put together my like. If I have a top five, I know what that'd be because I know which albums I went back to the most often this year. Yeah. Um, so it was the Deftones. It was Stone Temple Pilots. It was Pineapple Thief. Yeah, um, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a funny thing. I mean, I don't know. Is that 
like we were talking about Maiden and Chris was like, I just don't like the new stuff. Is it because it's so similar? And you're like, well, I've kind of heard this already, so I'm just kind of bored. I don't know. I think Maiden's in a different class because, you know, yeah. Maiden, I don't, <laughs> I feel like even their subpar stuff is better than most new stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. And also with them, not to talk about Maiden on this thing, but here I go. <laughs> The last album was so good, and the two the two albums before that were just kind of like they're good. Yeah, there were like but, three or four really good songs, and the, the rest was like, yeah. I wasn't excited about going back to it, but the newest one, which was this kind of old now, but yeah, um, five years old. Yeah, it's five years old now, but still, like I kept going back. Yeah, me too. So, yep. I don't know. It's a yeah. funny thing. Well, we might get a new album from them. In yeah, that's true. Also. We might. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So. It's. <laughs> they're, they're due they're well overdue actually yeah they're overdue yeah, yeah. we should move on to yes. something else um I've got still no pilots now if you want. sure go ahead yeah that one i mean honestly of all the albums this year that was like the biggest surprise to me i was not expecting anything and look it's an acoustic album yeah that's one of the reasons why i didn't really expect much from it i was like oh that's cool they're putting out an acoustic thing and they actually released the first three tracks probably a month before the full album and i listened to those and i was like yeah those are good um and then i listened and when they put out the album i listened to it and i was like man this is really good and it's one of those albums you know when you when you think an album is good and you go listen to it again and it gets better and each time yeah, you yeah. listen to it, it gets better and better that's the way i felt about this album like every time i listened to it i had a new favorite track there's not a bad song on the album um every song you're like that's part, that part's awesome oh this part's really good like i just I did not expect that from them of all bands this year. It's not, you know, they don't, it's a different singer. Yeah. Now it sounds pretty identical to Scott Weiland, but <laughs> still <Yeah>. it's really <laughs> good. Um, well, that's probably another band. Cause I know, I know Allison Chains went through that where people are like, it's a different singer. It's not Allison Chains. So forget about it. I won't even listen to it. Right. Which right. is stupid. It is dumb. Yeah. Because it's still primary songwriters that are from the old band. So, Yep. Give it a shot. So, yeah, yeah I, I haven't played this one that much, but when I did listen to it, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of highlights that I want to play. Like the song Miles Away. Yep. That's the best one. love that it's not really a riff that melody yeah. so good yeah and it sounds like Scott Wilde I know it does <laughs> I think this guy was on one of those America's Got Talent American Idol one of those type of shows actually oh really yeah huh. I don't remember which one but I, I heard if I'm wrong about that I apologize yeah. <laughs> so good yeah that's really good yeah there's that and then um the title track perdita which is the name of the album since it's the title track <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's really good too Smile, I'm slowly dying. Oh, 
has such a good voice. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I'll meet you in the sky where the into I love the different types of percussion they use and mm-hmm. instruments they're using. It's just, it's like they went, well, yeah, we're going to write an acoustic album, but we're going to pull out all the stops as far as, you know, songwriting and, and, and just uniqueness as far as the instruments go. Yeah. It's great. I love that. It's really cool. Yeah. And it was sort of a quiet, like it was sort of sneakily released. seems like, like I didn't know what was coming yeah. out. And like, no, I had no idea. I mean, yeah. I knew they had an album out and it was quick cause they had an album out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was really good too. Um, that was the first one with this new singer. I really shouldn't know the guy's name. I feel bad for saying <laughs> the new singer. Should, yeah. If I was just <laughs> looking him up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's terrible that I, I love this album so much and I can't even tell you the guy's name of the singer. Uh, let's see. Eric, no, that's the drummer. Jeff Gutt. Jeff Gutt. Yes. G-U-T-T. Huh. Stone Temple Pilots, let's see. They launched an online edition for new vocalists in 2016. If you think you have what it takes to be the front man, <laughs> record with this band and tour with this band. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, uh, let's see. He was on the X Factor season three. Oh, okay. I don't even know what that is. I have no idea. <laughs> There's so many different singing competition shows these days. That, yeah. Uh, I imagine anyway. the X is being like thrown off, like the X Factor. So, yeah. <laughs> You're anyway, out. Jeff Gutt is the, is the singer of that band now. Okay. And if you haven't heard this album, if you haven't heard the last album in 2018, I think it was just self titled in 2018. Seek those out because they're very, very good. If you like this band, uh, yeah, I think like you, people probably thought they were done. Yeah, I would think so. Because you know, well, they went through a phase with Chester Bennington. Yeah, like every singer, they get just dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> I think they didn't. They, I think they had another singer too. I think that. so. Yeah. So they've gone through a phase where they were trying to find a good singer. They they found, definitely found one now. This guy is great. Um, so check that album out for sure. Yeah. Uh, we can move on. All right. Do some more metal. Did you? I was going to do Armored Saint. Yeah, that's cool. All right. That's another one. Sorry to say. I've only listened to it twice. <laughs> um, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chris. We love John Bush. Yeah. <laughs> John Bush is one of the best vocalists out there. Yeah. And uh, when he joined Anthrax, I thought Armored Saint were done. And they, in effect, they were. They were kind of done. Yeah. But uh, they have come back uh, and put out a few albums. The, the last couple albums they put out, I, I bought them. And I played them a couple times. I was like, oh, they're good. Mm-hmm. And then I just put them away. And that was it. This one I keep going back to. So that's good. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. It's a proper old school heavy metal Armored Saint album. And uh, if you like Armored Saint... And if you've liked Armored Saint at any point in their career, you're probably going to like this album because it, it's properly heavy. It's not thrash by any means. It's not right. like speed metal or anything like that. But it's it's a proper good heavy metal album with John Bush as a singer. Um, I, I put down the best songs are uh, Do Wrong to None. That was my favorite and, song. Yeah. And then Do Wrong to None is like heavy. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Never You Fret. I thought Never You Fret was really good. They're, they're, they have a really cool – like they're not ashamed to sound old school, which I like. Right. They yeah. they sound like Armored Saint, and this is who they are. Take it or leave it. Yeah, it's like Armored Saint with a really good production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah do wrong to none. i'll play a little bit of that because that's that sounds awesome mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it sounds like a combination of Metallica and Pantera, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. It sounds like a Pantera riff with Lars playing drums to it. <laughs> yeah, and at the chorus of that song. Actually, let me get to that. Yeah, the chorus has some really cool. I love the chorus and I love the drums during the chorus. This part reminds me of Anthrax. Right yeah. I mean, you can't help but not think about Anthrax a little you, bit. When you're yeah. <laughs> you can tell John Bush was helping write, helping to write those Anthrax songs when he was yeah, in definitely. the band. I mean, it's very obvious that he's he writes vocal melodies. And that's mm-hmm. what he does. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then if you play a little bit of uh, Never You Fret, yeah. good yeah it's it's crazy to think like this is a band that i heard in 1987 yeah 1987 when we had our betamax machine (laughs) (laughs) and betamax yeah betamax and uh they were on this headbangers ball halloween uh concert thing Mm. and it was armor saint halloween and grim reaper i remember that yeah and it was reported to to beta and To think like it's 2020 and they just put a new album out. <laughs> and that was 1987 when I first. <laughs> and that's insane. Yeah. And the fact that, that, I mean, it's as good as it is. Like, and it sort of sounds similar. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. It's insane. Crazy, insane, insane, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and talk too much about. Saint, but I mean that's it's a good album. Uh, definitely top ten for me. But I'm a big Comfort Saint fan. Yeah, so. I go back and listen to it some more because I do like it. I just haven't. I don't have enough um, notes on it. I need to take. I need to you know. Yeah, more. it came out fairly recently too. So I mean, probably yeah. in the last couple of months. So I mean, right? Like you were saying before, like a lot of these albums, it was hard to yeah keep up with because <laughs> they were all coming out at such a fast pace at the end of the year there. 
Yeah. I'm like, so. Jesus Christ, all this stuff's coming out. I'm like, my God. I know. So. Um, let's talk about the Pineapple Thief. All right. Going back to a not-so-metal band. Although they but, were... So. I didn't... Okay, so you introduced me to these guys, and then I think we both went back and looked at their older catalog, and it was like, what yes. the hell? They have like a ton of albums out. Yeah. They've been around since like what? Early? 99, I think. Oh, my God. So there's like a yeah. ton of stuff. Yeah. And they were pretty heavy when they first came out. Yeah. I think it was one guy. I read a little bit of their history. It was one guy, and he like did all the music, and he put together this demo, not thinking much of it, and somebody got a hold of it at a record company. They were like, you need to put this out as, a, as an actual album album. This is really good. Hmm. So I think he pulled, again, pulled together a bunch of musicians and formed a Pineapple Thief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. You got like 10 albums now. and <laughs> They were consistent release, consistently released music too because they had an album out in 2018 also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is another one that, sh- that, that was a surprise to me also because I remember their 2018 album. I think I was actually going, oh, I, I need to listen to that Pineapple Thief album again. And I pulled it up and it was like, they have a new album. I'm like, oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Um, this band, I so like two years ago, I guess it must have been two years ago, two, two and a half years ago, because 2018 was their last album. Landon, our friend Landon, introduced me to this band called um, God is an Astronaut. They're oh, yeah. All, yeah, they're all instrumental. But it's really good. It's great, great music to have on in the background. Um, just, you know, kind of while you're working. It's not distracting because there's no lyrics or vocals you have to worry about. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to a bunch of them and other bands like that, and they popped up in, in my radar. It may have been one of those things where Spotify just automatically plays another band. Probably. Because I was like, why are they singing now? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's how I discovered them. But I've been a huge fan ever since. Um, and this album is, again consistently very good yeah um i don't I was, know where they're from i think they're from england okay yeah i'm pretty sure. sure yeah 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 there were a couple of moments where he sings with an accent like i hear an accent in there i'm like oh that's he's not american <laughs> um but they're not metal i'll put nah. that out there right now they're i don't know i don't know how i would describe them i'm not gonna just play a little bit of them but um here i'll play this might be my favorite demons the song is Great. Play the chorus of the song. Yeah, it was only supposed to be a short term thing. Cause I got demons. Yeah, you should know. You put them in me. And I will not let them go. Yeah, I've got Oh yeah, so who's the band you you said they sound like a band? Oh, they sound they sound a lot like if you were to kind of give Death Cab for Cutie that's a uh, little bit of heaviness. I mean, the singer, wow, that's that's the dude from Death Cab, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's funny because I was listening to them around the house one day, and Tiff's like, "Are you listening to Death Cab?" I was like, no, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, well, you probably want to go back and listen to them because if you like this band, you're probably mm-hmm. going to like Death Cab. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Death Cab have some really good songs. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia claims they are a progressive rock band. Ah. Okay. From Somerset, England. Somerset. Somerset. <laughs> Somerset. Uh, they have 13 albums. 
13. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. So if you're going to get into this band, you got some you got some homework to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and the other part of the other song I want to play by them, uh, it's the longest song on the album. It's called Our Meyer. Um, but the guitar solo, it doesn't even sound like a guitar. It's this really cool thing they do. It's at 253. And that's Death Cap Gator right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then as it progresses, you're like, oh, it's a guitar. Oh, yeah. Just using a pedal. It's a pitch shifter. That's all it is. You hear it. Anyway. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, they're one of those bands, like I said, they're just, you can put them on and while you're working and it's not too much of a distraction. It's, yeah. It's just good rock, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, progressive rock, I guess. I can hear a little bit of Pink Floyd in there a little bit, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just really dig them. Great band. It's, it's heavy death cab. <laughs> <laughs> if you insist. Yeah. We don't talk about death cab on this podcast that often, but I do like that band. So yeah. 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 So I agree. That's a good album. It was, uh, I played it quite a bit this year. Yeah. It's in my top five. It yeah, might be the, in my, my number three actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea what my top five <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's for the reason you said. You can put it on and just let it go, and it doesn't really mm-hmm. distract you, or you yeah. know, it's just good. Yep. Good stuff. We should probably talk about Mr. Bungle. We should. Yep. It's another. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting album. You know, leave it to Mr. Bungle to put out an album like this. It's, yeah. It totally fits their their vein. It's like you know. <laughs> Nothing like any of their other albums, pretty much. Yeah. Um, this is the R- Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo is the name of the album. It, yeah, which, and it's it's yeah, it's right their alone. It's like it's their demo from what eighty six. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But just re re recorded. Yeah. With, In case you didn't know, this is yeah. Mike Patton's original band. Like he was in this band when they hired him to be the singer of Faith No More. Yeah. So which is crazy. <laughs> I know. Because this is a straight-up thrash album. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, this it's is... insane. This is like like if Anthrax and Slayer had a baby. Right. <laughs> this is what the album would sound like. And they, they they pulled in guys from Anthrax and Slayer yeah. to be on the album. <laughs> yeah, Scott Ian and Dave Lombardo are both on this album. And it's, yep. it's the drumming is very obviously Dave Lombardo. It's like those drums could be nobody else but Dave Lombardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's the original guitar player and bass player, and obviously Mike Patton. Yeah, and they've got my or uh, Dave Lombardo and Scotty Ian on guitar. Scotty Ian guitar, Dave Lombardo on drums, of course. Yeah. Well, the album starts, and you're like, "Well, this kind of sounds like typical Bungle." Mm-hmm. Like you're like, "Okay, I see where I see where they're going with this." <laughs> but quickly enough. Anyway, at that from that point on, it's pretty much metal, mm-hmm. full on. Yeah, like there's no slow moments. It's either really fucking fast or really fucking heavy. Um, and 
<laughs> they cover speak English or die by SOD. On the yes, side. they do. Only speak <laughs> Spanish or die instead. Yes. <laughs> Habla Espanol or muera. Yeah. O, o, o muera. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Cucaracha right before they go into speak Spanish or die. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I know he's doing a take on speaking. It's pretty ballsy, though, to put that out. There. <laughs> I know. Those lyrics are mm. not appropriate. <laughs> not PC. No. <laughs> At all. Yeah. But I mean, you know, SOD were never meant no. to be taken seriously. No, no. <laughs> so, well, it's funny. The funny thing about that is the opening riff to the seconds on the album is pretty much... March of the SOD a little bit. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I noticed like, that. I was like, that's SOD. Yeah. I'll I mean, a bit of that. yeah. Like, yeah. You are a bold it makes you wonder, like, um, did Scotty even have a little say in that one? I mean, I know it was their demo, and yeah. they said it was, they pretty much just pulled straight from their songs they wrote in 86, but. That's straight up. I mean, that's SOD. SOD. Yeah, that's SOD. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I did write down that um, Bungle Grind and spreading the th- spreading the thighs of death. Uh, mm. The verses sound a lot like Chemical Warfare by Slayer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Which I mean, you can just probably just play. Yeah. Either nice. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean so i like the album but it is like a lot to take in yeah um and i had to i actually <laughs> the second time i listened to it i was like all right i, I gotta take a break 
like too much. Yeah. It's just so, oh God, it's. It's intense. Thrash nonstop for an hour. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it is. Speed metal, basically. When I was 19, it probably wasn't fine, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's Mr. Bungle. Yeah. Don't want to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, well, their second album was not that great. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if you said, you know, it's Mike Patton, it's Dave Lombardo, it's Scotty, and they're doing stuff together, you'd be like, all right, cool. I'll listen to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So I love that they did a show in New York. I think they did one in LA also. And both shows, they just played this album from back. <laughs> yeah. Like, they didn't play any old stuff. They didn't play, I think they may have played one song off California or something, but it was just basically this entire yeah. thing. And I think they did some Somewhere. covers too, like a couple of. Yeah, that's right. A couple of covers, like Slayer songs or something. But Yeah, yeah that sounds right. But, yeah. I know. That, and that's typical Mr. Bungle, too. Like They're just like, yep. yeah, fuck you. This is what we're doing. Deal with it. Yeah, I saw them in 95 on the Disco Volante tour. And people were so pissed in the audience because they didn't play anything. They played one song off of the first, first album. <laughs> and people were, like, so bored. Because, you know, Disco Volante is a really weird album to begin with. But they were going these long-ass tangents where they weren't even, like, they were playing oh the God. song, but it was, like, them, quote-unquote, jamming, their version of jamming. <laughs> So and it was just weird ass shit, like. Yeah, oh my god! Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what they do. That's gotta gotta expect it. Yeah, Mike Patton is. He's weird. The most weird, the weirdest dude in metal, probably. So yeah, he's bizarre. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that, you know, back in like 1990 when Faith No More were doing stuff with. Epic right. and all that stuff. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then to think like <laughs> all the stuff he's done since then. It's like, holy shit. I know. This guy's a nut job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, again, it's a great album. Um, I would definitely check it out. You haven't already? Yeah. Um, what else you got? <laughs> well, you want to talk about that, Greg? Put yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I wish we had Randy here to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> really. Tell us. But um, it's sort of all over the place. It's it's got some weird like acoustic stuff, and it's got some industrial stuff. Hmm. I mean, Greg Pusciato, in case people we mentioned it before, but he was in Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, he's got he also a, has an, another band, doesn't he? I, I think, he I think so. Yeah, like I can't remember what it's called. Well, besides Killer Be Killed. <laughs> no, yeah, there's another one that he did, and I can't remember the name of the band right now. It's driving me crazy. But he did another album that was very much like kind of Depeche Mode-ish, like it was 80s synth pop type stuff. Huh. Um, and so, it, you know, it's not surprising to me that he would put an album out that's kind of all over the place because it yeah. seems like he's that kind of dude. <laughs> he's that kind of dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, the song that I go to a lot on this album is called... Evacuation. And that song, if you like Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> you will like this song because it is nice. basically his take on Nine Inch Nails. So, Hey, real quick before I play this, if you haven't watched it yet on Netflix, there's a th- thing called Song Exploder. Okay. Where they just break down certain songs and they, there's an episode about um, the song Closer. By oh, really? Nails. It's really good. 
<clears throat> it's just basically an interview with Trent Reznor talking about, kind of talking about the making of Downward Spiral. Oh, okay, cool. So it's really good. Awesome. Anyway, yeah, let's play a little bit of this evacuation. Yes. Oh yeah, this sounds like another band of it. I gotta find the name of that band. Part is awesome coming up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's nine inch nails. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Black Black Queen was the name of the other project he did. Okay, I don't. I wouldn't. I wasn't yeah. uh, familiar with that at all. Yeah, the Black Queen American Le- Electronic Supergroup formed in L.A. Huh. Nobody. <laughs> it's called a supergroup, but he's the only person I've heard of. It <laughs> well, probably stuff that we're like a genre we're not really familiar with. So yeah. he is also from Baltimore. I don't think he knew that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. He's got a really good snarly, pissed off. Yes. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. I Dillinger Escape Plan was one of those bands that I liked. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and they had really good songs, but then there were some of those songs where I was just like, I can't. Yeah. Much. That's what that's <laughs> the, the thing is with that band. Like they have songs where you're like, oh my god, that song is so good. Yeah. And this stuff where you're like, uh, what's happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> why Math is core or whatever? Yeah. Like why is this happening? <laughs> I'm. It's yeah, not computing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe we're just too old. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll listen to this album though. I need to check it out. This is another one, like you said, that just came out recently. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it didn't. I think I, we just found out about it recently. I know Randy told us about it like a month or so ago. Yeah, so I'm, I can look and see when it came out. But yeah, if you listen to it, it's it's sort of all over the place. But um, yeah, it is cool though. I'm glad yeah, he's still out. doing stuff, and you know. Yeah, he and he's you know like you said he did Killer Be Killed. He did a um, there was an acoustic Allison Chains show where it was. Oh, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't even say that it was Jerry Cantrell. It was Jerry Cantrell and like a bunch of people, and he was there doing like just doing harmonized vocals. Huh. Oh he yeah, I did. Yeah, I did some, yeah. see something with that. Cause Metallica yeah. were there, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. So anyway, um, there's a couple more. Yeah, I think we should talk about. There's like a bunch of live albums that came out this year too. Yeah, I don't really include those, but obviously, you know. Well, before we get into it, um, Marilyn Manson, his new album, mm-hmm. I thought was really good. Yeah, um, I liked it much better than the last couple. Yes, <laughs> he's so hit or miss. And I didn't know what to expect from this, mm-hmm. but um, this is another one of those examples where it's just different. Where yeah. I mean, it's Marilyn Manson. Of course, it's different, but it's even different for him. Mm-hmm. Um, different style, I guess, is what I mean. Uh, which I like. I don't like his typical, you know, you hear a lot of Marilyn Manson just kind of droning, boring, kind of sludge rock stuff. And this he, is, Yeah, he tends to be another one of those bands that gets a little samey. Yes. Where it's like, yeah. all right, well, you're doing that Marilyn Manson shtick and it's kind of. Yeah. 
But I really like the it's the the album's called We Are Chaos. And I really like the title track on that album. Yes, a lot. Yes, I play that a little bit of that. Yeah, right off the bat, acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah, Manson's good at writing choruses. Yeah, <laughs> with those hooky choruses. Yeah, yeah, he's that's one of his strengths for sure. Is when he writes a good yeah. chorus, he writes a good chorus. Well, the other good chorus in this album, I think it's Infinite Darkness. Kind of dark lyrics, but yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? From well, that? it's very right mountain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on that. That was kind of an honorable mention for me. Uh, yeah, and another so. album that came out pretty recently, another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a chance to really dig into it too much, but I did play it probably three or four times. Yeah, and I was definitely more memorable than his previous. I wanted to go back to it, put it that way. Exactly. Yeah. The other ones, I was like, well, there's couple of good songs but mm. yeah but this one was yeah i wanted to go back well it's so funny because i've we had him on the show once before um marilyn manson was on our show <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> i was gonna say uh, a friend of mine mike moran who was on our show once before um he was on the uh open mic show right he's he did a whole show on on marilyn manson okay and he asked for feedback and my my feedback was like his best album by far is Antichrist Superstar. Yeah. Um, but his second favorite for me would probably be Eat Me, Drink Me. And he was like, that's his worst album. Oh, jeez. No, <laughs> so it's not. People are, are, it's funny how people think about Mar- Like, they're very opinionated when it comes to his music. Well, he's kind of all over the map, too. So you're going to get, he is, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, going to get crazy opinions about all yeah. of it because it's sort of all over the place. So, yeah, yeah. you know. And people hate him too. <laughs> a lot of people hate him. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, I'm not one of those I mean, people. But I think he 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 portrays that though. I think he I think he feeds off that. Hatred. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. So that's Marilyn Manson. Yep. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah. So we should probably mention the System of a Down. Yeah. Songs that were released this year. Yeah, that was another surprise. Yep. I figured we. I mean, that see. literally came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Like, here's two new songs. You're like, what? I, from what I've read, they were written like two years ago. Okay. Like, how did the drummer and the singer get in the same room together without punching each other? I know. (laughs) I know. It's so funny because (laughs) you hear these interviews, like, Serge will say, like, there's no way we'll ever write another album together. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, I guess that band's done. And then, like, a month later, you get, there's two new system accounts. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) That's insane. Make up your mind. I know. 
So like, well, we really meant we have two new songs coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that, let's see. I know I'm going to fuck this up, but I think these were about wars in Serbia. Is that right? Something I like think that? that's correct. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So the two songs are Protect the Land and Genocidal Humanoids. I think both songs are great. Mm-hmm. I've heard some people say, eh, Protect the Land isn't really good. Genocidal Humanoids is more System of Down, which I guess that's accurate, but I think they're both really good. I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, they sound like System of Down. Yeah. So that's, you know, all I it, want, really. I guess the downside is it makes you crave more for system without like Yeah. Why can't you guys put no it's like raging at the machine, like why can't you guys put out get together, stay together, and put out an album of really good material. Especially now. I know, it's a perfect time. I mean, my God. I mean it's probably more effective now than it would have been twenty years ago. Yeah. But who I'll knows? play a little bit of genocidal humanoids. Yeah. I mean, that's just move it down. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I like it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. I know. Put out a new album, guys. Come Seriously. On. Get, Get your shit together. Yeah. Seriously. Just do it. I did want to mention the band Heathen. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know they had an album. Yeah, they do. All right, then. Bay Area Thrash Band. The album is called Empire of the Blind. Um, they are, how do I put this? If Exodus had a good singer, <laughs> it would sound like Heathen. <laughs> uh, well, the guitar player um, is in Exodus. Oh, which Lee, one? Lee Altus. Oh, okay. Lee Altus is the other guitar player in Exodus. It's Gary Holt and Lee Altus. So his, what happened to Gary Hunold? I don't know. <laughs> drugs i guess so okay. the guitar tone like if you if you play any of this album it sounds like exodus okay um but the singer i like, I like the singer a lot more than zetro for sure uh let's see they are definitely a bay area thrash band so you're not going to get anything that's like crazy weird right um but i do like the album i'm probably i'm not gonna i like it i'm not gonna go back to it a ton but i do like it and i think it's yeah. um it's better than the last time. The last album came out 10 years ago, so it's been a oh long time. Yeah. Yeah. It came out in 2010, so it's been a long time for these guys. And I am glad they're still around. They're one of the better Bay Area thrash bands. Is um, it the same singer? Mm-hmm. Okay. The same guy. This is kind of like the Armored Saint thing. The same guy who we saw in Headbangers Ball doing Set Me Free, which was a cover <laughs> song, in 1987. Yeah. <laughs> David White is his name. Same singer. So wow. it's kind of cool to hear... You know, the same singer doing doing this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can play, like, play Devour. That's a cool song. It sounds like Exodus, doesn't it? Yeah, that guitar tone is very 
Exodus. 80s thrashy. Yeah. It's a little metal zone pedally. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> idea yeah it sounds like Definitely. it's a thrash album yeah <laughs> so well i'll probably listen to it i don't you know i haven't listened i can honestly say i haven't listened to heathen in probably 30 years so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> well i'd say this is a good one to get to get back into them on i mean yeah. it's uh it's good i like it it's a good album yeah i mean good for them for for sticking with it and putting an album out in 2020 of all well, years i don't know if this is accurate i'm looking at their I'm just looking at Spotify at their their album listings. They had an album in '91 and then nothing new until 2004. That's right. Yeah, so that, they had a long break. They had a big yeah. They I think might have been at that um, that uh, benefit show for Chuck Billy. They kind of got a oh, lot okay. of thrash bands back together. Yeah, Forbidden got back together because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Death Angel did. It was a weird yeah. thing. It was like, hey, we still yeah, like we can still music. do this, like. Yeah. <laughs> weird like of course you yeah. can what, what are you waiting around for yeah so yeah. uh well i'm probably the only fan of this band but fate's warning i have a new album out okay yeah just so people know. know yeah it's pretty good i need to go back and listen to it. that's that's a that's a progressive metal band so <laughs> you gotta sit and listen to it quite a few times to really let it sink in because that is a band who write 10 minute long songs and lots of complex parts it's basically what dream theater aspired to be i mean they're around years before dream theater so yeah yeah pretty sure chris dtr is a fan okay i mean they're phenomenal musicians they're what you do i mean it's a progressive metal band that are very technical yeah Um, good vocalist same again same vocalist from 86 87 yeah same guy you're like holy crap how's this possible he's still doing it right so really cool uh, but I need to go back and listen to it some more. Um, Metal Church had an album called From the Vault. Was that? Okay. I it's, that was this year or not. It's or, this year, yeah. 2020 or not. It was this year. It's it's B-sides, bonuses, live stuff. Oh, oh okay, okay. It's nothing gotcha. It's nothing really new. I mean, there's some stuff you never heard because it's stuff that wasn't released. But it's these yeah. aren't songs that were written this year. These are live okay. tracks, bonus tracks. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, it's it's pretty good, though. They do a cover of Please Don't Judas Me. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool because you've heard Metallica do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, there it is. <laughs> yeah. They do Black Betty. <laughs> Green-Eyed Lady. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. They're, they're, I like them with Mike Howe on the band. Yes. Thank God. Without him. Yeah. I know. I mean, there was an era where they were just... Awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Metal Church, but <laughs> God, there were yeah. like three albums that were some other singer or singers, and they were just like, holy shit. It's, it's actually very similar to uh, Sabotage. Sabotage when um, John Oliva. Whoa. Oh, okay. When he left the band, they put out like two or three albums, and they're so bad. Wow. <laughs> it's like, man, you don't, you don't realize what a difference a really good singer makes yeah. and so the, that guy goes and you're like oh wow 
This is awful. Like <laughs> crap. So I yeah. almost saw them Metal Church a couple of years ago. Really? Joe wanted to go see them. I think it was in Baltimore though. Oh. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's at Baltimore on a Thursday or something. I'm like, oh. I remember that. Well, yeah. Baltimore's two hours from me. <laughs> Driving on a like a Wednesday night. On a Thursday night. To yeah. Go see Baltimore. Or to go see Metal Church in Baltimore, sorry. Oh, it's just it, the timing doesn't work out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool to see him, though. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see them again, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some live albums. There were, there were a bunch this year. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Iron Maiden one. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. We talked about that. Um, S&M 2 was the other big one, which it's interesting because really that was 2019. Yeah. Because it was recorded then. And, yeah. You know, there was a movie. And, I mean, you know, saw it in the theater if you could. Uh, and then the actual... It's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recording of a live performance. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, there were a couple, not really new songs, but, you know, they did they performed with the symphony. That, yeah. So, the Iron Foundry is mm-hmm. a new, quote-unquote new... It's a cover. Put together. It is a cover. Basically. It's a cover of a classical song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but there, I mean, there are some. This album, so good. Yeah, I mean, better than better than SNM one, if you ask me. Definitely better. Yeah, I I think it's because well, not only is uh, is the sound better, that's a big part of it. Just the production's yeah. better. But yeah. I think they have more songs now that are more suited for a, an orchestra. Definitely, they've had a couple yeah. albums that have songs that you know lend themselves better to orchestral arrangements like Unforgiven 3 or Halo Unforgiven on Fire. 3. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, those songs are, they work. They work really well. Like a song like Battery doesn't really work that no. well with an orchestra, but there's a bunch of no. stuff now that you can pull out that that really works well. well. Yeah, and it's, and they've done those Bridge School Benefit shows now where mm-hmm. they pulled some different acoustic versions of like All Within My Hands is the perfect example of that yeah. where it's, you know, it's a completely different song now. Yeah. And now they get to do it not only acoustically, but they get to do it with an orchestra too. So they get to add even more elements to it to make it sound even more different. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool and it works really well. Works really well. And, you know, songs like, like you said, Halo on Fire mm-hmm. is just, it's Perfect. one of the, yeah. And the fact that they do that song and Unforgiven 3 and like, yeah, you know, Outlaw Torn, these aren't songs you hear at a typical Metallica show. No, so, no, not at all knowing that it's a live album and they were going to release it as a live album for them to do these songs is really cool because a lot of times Metallica will just do the, you know, if it's going to be for the general public, it's usually like, okay, well let's pull out all our hits. Yeah. There's like eight songs that are staples every single time. Sure. Yeah. Every time you're like, well, you're definitely getting these eight songs for sure, no matter what. And then hopefully some of the rare songs are like three songs that are, you know, quote unquote rare. But yeah, this one was like chock full of crazy stuff. Yeah. So really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff off Hardwired that, you know, works, again, works really well with the with the symphony. Yeah. Moth and the Flame works really well. Yep. Yep. The Day That Never Comes, which isn't on, that's not on Hardwired, but they, they, The Day That Never newer, Comes, yeah. it's it's newer and it works really well. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of Hail on Fire because just it's so good. Great. 
can be a little uh, nitpicky here of some friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen people say things like, you know, Metallica and all these metal bands that have been around for 30 years. I don't listen to them anymore because it's all the same stuff. And, you know, they're now 50 years old and complaining about shit that they were going through in their 20s. And, like... Listen to that song. Listen to this album. Listen to that song and tell me that you don't get some sort of enjoyment from it. I know. If it's you tell insane. me that you're crazy if you think that. Because it's so good. Yeah. That song and, you know, spit out the bone. Like, come on. I know. How do you not listen to these songs and just go, holy shit, they're writing some really good stuff still. I can't wait to talk about, and this is this is still 30 years ago, but the Black Album, we talk about that yeah. next year. I can't wait to talk about just the idea that just because it's not this tiny yeah. sliver of a thing you want it to be, that it's not good. I know. And you can't accept that a, a song is well written because it's not the thing you want it to be. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it what is. does it matter if like, well, it's, it's I wanted it to be, a, you know, this speed metal thing and it's not, so it sucks. Like, well, did you listen to it? I know. Did you play it? Is it a bad song? Yeah. It's the same thing here. Like, well, it's new and they're 50, so it sucks. Right. Well, did you listen to it? Right. I don't need to listen to it. They suck now. They suck. Maybe listen to it. Yeah. If it was some other band and you played that song, would you be like, oh, that's pretty good? Yeah. Or would you say, well, this song's good for that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. If it's good, it's good. Period. End of story. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. Oh, and crazy. Also on SNM two, they do anesthesia. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, the fact that they've got this guy with a stand-up bass pulling out the (laughs) bass solo that Cliff did. Did you hear the story about that whole thing? Like how he he had to go down to Metallica HQ. No. Yeah. So. He's like, I don't know how he got in touch with them. Maybe somebody told them, like, hey, this guy wants to. I guess he was in the orchestra. That's what I think that's what it was. Because they knew they knew they were doing the SM2 thing. And then they, they contacted Metallica and said, hey, there's a guy in the orchestra who plays stand up bass. He wants to show you guys what he put together, you know, kind of as an homage, or he wants to kind of cover anesthesia by himself. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, bring him down. We'll see. And yeah. uh, he, th- the guy who said he was super nervous. He's like, oh my God, I have to sit here and play this in front of Metallica. I had to play something by, that, myself. by myself, something Cliff wrote in front of the guys who yeah. were there when Cliff died. <laughs> yeah. That's just like, I, oh, I can't imagine the pressure. So, but he did it and they, he said they were just like blown away. Yeah. And Kirk went up to him and he was like, bro, Cliff would have loved that. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, to be told that. Can you imagine? Oh my god, <laughs> it's insane. So then they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna feature this in the show. You'll be a part of the show. We'll let you do your thing, and that's just awesome. That's really awesome. I mean, yeah. stuff like that is why this one is is better than the original. Yeah, yeah. he nails it too. He does. I mean, yeah, it's perfect. And you have to watch the video. Mm-hmm. Listening to it on CD is great, but watching him do it is because he gets so into it too. You yeah, can he tell does. He's really feeling it. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really just good. amazing. Yeah, then <laughs> then Chris DiCera told us about his friend. His friend, oh. 
played in that symphony. I know. Isn't that San Francisco Symphony? And I guess. For an Ed. Yeah, Ed. And I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about timpanis, but I guess timpanis have super expensive heads that. And they have to be played with like uh, soft mallets. Soft mallets and large. <laughs> 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 Walks up to it and ruins it with a drumstick. Is that what he did? He used a drumstick on it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just ruined it like a thousand yeah. dollar drum head. He's like, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah, I don't know what you do with that. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess we're not having a timpani on this next song. Yeah. We change the drum head, right? <laughs> God, maybe it was the end of the show. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming the symphony pays for that, and not the poor guy who I hope so. plays the drum. He's like, "Thanks a lot, dude." You know, <laughs> it just cost me a thousand bucks. <laughs> I mean, Lars isn't going to know that. Lars, you know, he's no, he's a rock drummer. He doesn't know. He doesn't know any better. No, yeah, no. But yeah, it was really cool hearing those stories that Chris telling about. You know, like watching his buddy there, like sitting with the orchestra, basically, and yeah, getting fist bumped by. Lars after a song. Like, Jesus Christ, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, that was the other thing cool about it was the fact that they were like the original S and M, there was basically an orchestra, not a pit, but the orchestra was behind them. Yes. And Metallica played in front of them. This one was like they were sort in of the round. in the round and sort of immersed by the yeah. orchestra and sort of Yeah, whole. I like the setup because basically they could walk out on like this you know, the stage was wasn't really a stage. It was like they could walk out in the middle and they were in between the orchestra. Yeah. Like there are moments in there where Lars or I'm sorry, where Kirk is like literally playing next to guys playing violin or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Cool. <laughs> Kirk yeah. said that he the uh, the um, sitar intro in Wherever I May Roam. Yeah, he said he practiced that like a bunch of times and fucked it up every time he practiced. <laughs> <laughs> he said one well, of the only times he ever got it right was when they played it live. Oh wow! <laughs> he went up there and did it and he got it right, but he's like. Every other time it messed up. That's crazy. Well, that's – and apparently that's the same sitar, like the exact sitar that was used on the album too. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. They said they pulled it out of like archives or storage or whatever. Oh, my God. Like it's the same exact one that was used on the recording of that's the Black Album. super so, cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Man. We should probably just do it right up front. Like, fuck it, get over with. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure we're getting feedback. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, tag definitely. a bunch of shit ton of people and just say that, yeah, you know, yeah. whether you, I mean, we're going to get, it's going to get bashed by a certain segment yeah, oh, yeah. of, I mean, I know people, <laughs> definitely. you know, whatever. Yep. I mean, Justice got bashed. I was shocked at that. But, yep. yeah, I just can't wait. It's going to, it's going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I edit the shit, so I can, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you know, fix it up however I want. Like I can understand. I don't know. Like load is quite a departure, and so is reload. But God, to bash the black album, I know it's so weird because it's not there's not like a couple thrash songs on it. I know. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It's insane. Anyway. Uh, Voivod released a live album this year, too. Yes. They very, very good. Very good. Really good set list. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really good. Um, I just love they call the album The Lost Machine, and they yes. play The Lost Machine. Yes. Just like that and Jack Luminous are like my two favorite Voivod songs. So. Yeah. Yeah, so good. 
and they cover think, a good amount of the of their history. They do, yeah. They do a pretty good job. <laughs> they play the song Voivod too. Oh, they always play that song. <laughs> that's that's their closer. Voivod. Yeah. I'm trying to find this part in Lost Machine. That's it. Oh yeah. Love this. It's yeah! <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> it's the best. It's great. Yeah, but they play a good amount of songs. Like they play what, like four songs from the new album? Three or four? Three or four? Yeah, they they yeah. did a good job of. Uh, yeah. Because it's a, such a good album, and obviously they oh know gosh. it. That's so good. Yeah. How can a band that's been around this long put out an album that's one of their best? I know it's crazy. I think it's my second favorite album by them. Yeah, it's second or third, or maybe fourth, but it's it's top five anyway for me. Oh, it's so good. It's from twenty eighteen, so but still, I mean, that's yeah, that's it's crazy. I mean, they're so lucky to get that guy Daniel. Yes, come in the band. I mean, he Chewy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he basically embodies what Piggy was. And yeah. He, did you see <laughs> this is a t- tangent? Like, don't, we don't have to include in the podcast, but. Are you a member of that Voivodians page mm-hmm. on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Somebody posted uh, a thing. It was a backstage of a Metallica show, and it was, and it was a guy asking James a question about how he's picking on a certain song, and it was Chewy. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And he's and Chewy commented. Oh my god! He's on that page. He's like, oh yeah, that was me. Oh my! I was curious. <laughs> this was when they played Montreal in like 2003. Oh my god! And he goes, and then a year later we'd be opening up for them on uh, at one of their shows in Europe or something. That's crazy. I think it was like right before he vo- he joined Voivod. Oh my god! <laughs> but he was backstage asking about like <laughs> this picking technique at the beginning of Song on Justice or something. Anyway. Oh my god, that's crazy! Hilarious. <laughs> we learned from Chris. I haven't listened to it yet, but apparently Volbeat put a live album out last year too. Oh yeah, I have to I have to look that up because I I didn't I didn't research it, but he was saying that um he listened to that right after listening to the Maiden live album and he liked it so much better. That's so. right, he did say that. I gotta go see which one or w- when that was released and if it was actually in 2020. I'm looking. It was right now. Oh yeah, live in Deutschland. Huh. I'll check that out. They are they actually are a really good band live. They are yeah. With I when I saw this when I saw Slipknot uh, two summers ago, yeah. it was. It was them, Gojira, and Slipknot. So, which is one of the reasons I wanted to make sure I got to that concert because it was a really good lineup. Yeah, I've, I've watched clips of them live and I was like, holy shit, these guys are really good. Yeah. And uh, what's his name from Anthrax? Isn't that band now? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember that. That dude. That dude. Rob Caggiano? No. Yeah, yeah there you go. Caggiano. Caggiano. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, oh, there's a couple more albums to talk about. Well, I won't talk about them. I'll just mention them. Um, Death yeah, Angel. Honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, Death Angel put out an EP. Oh, that's it was covered, wasn't it? Co- it was. Well, it's un- there's a cover of Under Pressure, which I thought was not good. Oh. And there's a song called Faded Remains, which I guess is a new song. They're all it's all acoustic. And then oh, okay, um, a room with a view, which is from Act Three, right? And then Revelation song, which is a newer song, but it's acoustic on here. Oh well. yeah, that song's great. Yeah, really good. So it's worth checking out. I, I, I mean, my opinion on Under Pressure, I don't think it's very good. Right. I, I don't think that's a song you should even bother covering. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's 
It's yeah, yeah. Don't bother. Don't 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 just don't mess with that. <laughs> don't cover a queen or David Bowie song. Just yeah, just <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna do a better especially job. Especially a song like that where it's like such a specific sound. I mean, yeah, just I don't know. Death Angel doing that doesn't sound. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. You can play some of it if you want. <laughs> I'll <laughs> just to prove sure. my point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's acoustic, too. Yeah, it's acoustic. Also, what do you think of when you hear that riff nowadays? <laughs> Vanilla Ice? Yes. That's the, <laughs> that's the other problem with it. It's like I ruined it. Yeah, he did. Oh, but he'll be the first to tell you, no, man, it's different. It's different, man. There's an extra little... That's Under pressure that burns a building down, splits a family in two, puts people on streets. I just, this is Death Angel. It's fine. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. They do, they don't, that's not them. (laughs) At least it's, so. I was expecting them to like. I forgot there was an acoustic. I thought I was expecting them to like making a metal. Oh song. no no no! It's all acoustic. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. I just I, yeah yeah. When I think of Death Angel acoustic stuff, I think of A Room with a View or right 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 stuff like that. I will check out that Revelation song. I love that song. That, that was yeah. like my favorite song off the last album. Yeah, the whole the rest of the album or EP is quite good. Yeah, and then uh, Guar. There's a oh, yeah. 30th anniversary of Scum Dogs. And I did listen to that, and the production is way better. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, because the original yeah. was bad production. You can tell. Like, it's really sounds much better. That's good. Yeah. It's a remastered, I guess. It sound, I'll play a little bit of it because it sounds way better. That's good. We'll, play, oh, we'll just play the opening song. It's a good song. Like the drums sound way better. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Here's the first, here's the original, just if you want to compare. Wow. I know. <laughs> like the drums are buried in the mix. Yeah. Probably, compared to the new one. Mm-hmm. It seems like they took a lot of the reverb out, too. Yeah. It's just, it's quieter. Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound as good. It's very flat. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Spirit Adrift are a band that are pretty good. They're fairly new and they're um, pretty much just classic heavy metal sounding. Spirit Adrift? Yeah, Spirit Adrift. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're worth checking out. They have a new album this year. And then Randy yeah. introduced us to a band called Nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was on my list too. Yeah, and they're pretty good too. They're, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. 
worth checking out. Yeah. There were some bands on my list, but I didn't really include them in here because, like, The Strokes put on no album. Yeah. <laughs> I really like The Strokes, but I know most <laughs> people listening to this podcast aren't Strokes fans, so I didn't really. Yeah. If Everyone Plex and Event are here in terms of having their Strokes are like, <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I'll play one thing real okay. quick. Okay. Because I just, you should probably hear this because she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hearing that. <laughs> Oh, like oh, yes, that's, yeah, exactly, yeah, it totally does, yeah. Dancing with myself, but... Really I mean, he went, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> he went, uh-oh. He did, yeah. This is so weird when that happens, you In know? case you didn't know I'm ripping this off, I'm going to sing the exact yeah. part that they sing in Dancing with Myself. Like, what? So I can't imagine, like, you're in band practice and, like, the singer does that and nobody goes, um, hey, 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 guys. <laughs> <laughs> he just did that thing that he does that's, in Dancing with Myself. yeah. And that's not like that's some obscure song. I think everyone in the world heard it right. <laughs> <with> myself. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. But I like the album. I think the drummer must have gotten mad because the strokes usually, the drums are often so buried in the mix. <laughs> but that that was quite loud. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably like, God damn it. <laughs> I've had enough of this. <laughs> You're turning me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, well anything else? You know. Two hours worth of stuff here. We yeah, talked about, it's pretty so good. I think we covered it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't have much else. I think um, we basically covered it all. I'm looking at my list. There's a band called. <laughs> there's a band called Lord Vigo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they have an album called. What is all this blackness? <laughs> what is all this blackness? Oh, but they will. <laughs> Lord Vigo. Little white right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's an album called Dance de Noir, de, de Noir, yep. sorry, Dance de Noir. Yep. The whole album is about Blade Runner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I only know this because, okay, so you and I did a list that I think is pretty straightforward. These are all bands that are, you know, pretty mm-hmm. well-known metal bands. Whenever you look at these lists that like, I don't oh, know, like Revolver's best, yeah, to, like stuff to like 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was. Um, Who's that? What's that guy's that Canadian dude that does all those uh, documentaries and whatnot? I can't remember. The name. Oh, I know you're talking about blonde, long blonde hair. Yeah, that guy. So I he, can't remember the name either. Yeah, they have a YouTube channel, and then they ask all their staffers to pick their favorite metal albums of the year. And of course, what you'd expect, everybody picks the stuff that's like obscure. Nobody's ever Swedish heard of this. metal. Yeah, like no one's heard of this stuff. Come on, you guys. You know you're doing this on purpose. Yeah. And one of them was this band, Lord okay. Dio. And the, the guy, or it was, actually it was a girl, I think. She was all excited. She's like, it's all about Blade Runner. It's so awesome. <laughs> no, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that good. Uh, yeah. A lot of times those lists are just like, what the hell? Yeah. Even I think Revolver's list was kind of like, well, they had, Def, or, yeah, they had Deftones number one. but Deftones was number two, I think. Uh, I think right. um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the band now. It's going to drive me crazy. It's a band. Oh, Code, Code Orange, I think. Oh, yeah. Number one was. They, they're from Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They're a band. They're a lot like uh, the Illinois Escape Plan. Actually, very similar. Yeah. Because they have stuff where you're like, that's awesome. 
And then they have yeah. stuff where you go, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't think I've given them a fair shot. I just don't, like, I probably have heard them on, like, Sirius XM or something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they're all right, I guess. But It's a lot of a lot of noisy stuff. Yeah. Occasionally they have some melodic stuff and some cooler sort of dynamics and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a lot of times not so much. And yeah. it's like, sorry, I mean, I'm maybe I'm showing my age, but it's like I'm not that into yeah. stuff that's just noisy for the sake of being noisy. Right. So Yeah. But they are from Pittsburgh, which is kinda of cool. Well that's cool. It's cool that they're sort of they they're very popular now. So it's kinda of, okay. kinda of cool. But Well probably call it good. Yeah. Um we do have some good albums in twenty twenty one hopefully coming out. Yeah. Like we said earlier, you know. I think Megadeth should have a new album out this year. Yeah, I mean, if what they're saying is true, it's going to be well. They got the right drummer if they want to put out put out a completely crazy thrash album. Because the drummer they got is that guy is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's absurd. <laughs> he's one of those guys where you're like, "That's yeah. that, how's that even possible? How are you doing that?" Yeah, I've seen some like I saw Dave Mustaine like take a cell phone video of him doing some double bass thing. I was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" Yeah. So how's he doing that? They can do it. If they want to do some fast stuff, that's covered. I mean, we, I mean, Ellison, we know is good. So yeah, they have the rhythm section down and obviously Mustaine is Mustaine. So, and then guitar player, uh, Kiko. Yeah. Kiko. He's awesome. They're all awesome. So they're all awesome. So, well, I know Mustaine probably says this every time, but he did say it sounds more like their first two albums. So, if that's true, I'll be quite happy. It makes sense um, that you, I mean you hire that drummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're trying to do more thrash stuff and Dystopia was very good. Yeah. I mean, there were maybe three or four songs that I didn't like, yeah. but the rest of it was really good. It was really good. Um so if they stick with that. Yeah, and stick with I'll that vocal happy. style too. Don't Yeah, exactly. Don't try to That's s- where that's where he always loses me is when he does the nasally singing whining stuff. I'm just like, ah, come on, man. Yeah. Stick with your aggressive, angry P-Cells era. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's going to be thrashy, it probably will sound angrier. Yeah, that's where, yeah. I would think so. That's where Mustaine does his best work is in that zone. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, there's obviously, we said earlier, Gojira, Anthrax. Yeah. yeah those those are two big ones. from Mastodon. Sure. Mastodon, hopefully. hopefully. Um, I would imagine Overkill will put something out because they put something out every <laughs> <laughs> Every two years, you get a new overcome. And they haven't so. been touring, so yeah. they're not touring their writing. <laughs> yeah, so, so probably. Uh, Dress the Dead. Oh, yeah, Dress the know, Dead. Um, what I've heard has been really good. And they're they're releasing a new song. Maybe by the time this airs, it'll already be out. But uh, I think like January 3rd or something like that. Mm-hmm. They actually have a they have a, a deal with, I don't remember the Blood Blast. Yeah, Blood, Which Blood Blast. It's I, a nuclear blast subsidiary or something yeah. like that. Sister company, whatever. Yeah. But I think they just do songs. Like, they're not... Something like that, where it's like they... they, they You get a deal for songs and not albums or something. Huh. Something like that. Anyway, they're releasing a new song, so look forward to that. Love to get Craig back on here and talk about it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure he'll do that. If they have a new album. Yeah. We'll happily have him back on. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then, of course, we've got a bunch of 1991 albums to talk about. Oh, my God. <laughs> <soon>. so, <laughs> Holy shit, there's a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, we will be diving into 91 very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But, uh, otherwise, 
we should go ahead and call this one quits. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Talk to you guys soon and talk in 91. 1991. Hit us up on summertime summertimepodcast.com. Yeah. And subscribe yes, to feedback our. And, yes, feedback. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. For God's sakes. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. See you guys. Bye bye. Energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. We say things to people that mean something. I mean, in our own little way. Ricky, quick. Will you try to think that puzzle? <laughs> the human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing.